hi. Welcome back to Out of Curiosity. This is our podcast where we are seeking biblical clarity for modern questions. I'm Nick. And I'm Garland. And this one is really fun for me um, ever since when I was in elementary school. I remember it was a big deal when I got to see my first kind of grown-up scary movie, and that was Jurassic Park in 1994. Great movie. Great movie. Kind of sparked my passion for both dinosaurs and Jeff Goldblum. And so I remember I was, being the nerd that I am, um, I got the little dinosaur encyclopedia and would learn all the types of dinosaurs and learned where their skeletons were found and which dinosaurs were in what part of the world. And so I had a pretty great childlike fascination with dinosaurs. And for Christians, dinosaurs, I think, create both this wonder and awe that our creator would make such fantastic creatures that seem to us the stuff of science fiction. We know these things actually walk the earth, which is pretty incredible. But it also creates a challenge for understanding how their timeline, based on what we know from science, fits with the timeline we get in the scripture. So I think that's the question we'd love to throw out there, just how do we put dinosaurs in the biblical story? First, I really want to make fun of you for your uh, dinosaur... What'd you call it? The dictionary? What Encyclopedia. It? I still yeah, have it. It's the problem is I did the same exact thing. Yes, <laughs> I love dinosaurs. Yes, and then second of all, Jeff Goldblum is a great actor. He's One of the best great. actors of our time. I'm glad you mentioned him. Yeah, so we, we will be referring to a podcast where we talked about how Christians view the creation of this universe and our world. Two views that we would say don't fit the biblical narrative at all. We called one atheistic naturalism, the view that uh, there's only a naturalistic explanation for everything. There is no God in the equation, and uh, evolution seems to be the explanation for how life came onto this earth and how humans, and including dinosaurs, came on this earth. And so the second one we talked about was called deism, and that was essentially take atheistic naturalism and add God at the beginning who kind of gave the universe and the earth a push and got out of the way. And we talked about both of those not not lining up with the biblical account. Then we walked through several views that we would say Christians can hold on the view of the origin of the universe. We talked about day-age theory, which is essentially that the days in Genesis 1 represent geological eras or ages, that they are uh, they could be long amounts of time. And so that would be the day-age theory, six days, quote-unquote, and those days are long periods of time. The second view we talked about, the for the sake of argument or the polemic view, some call it the mythological view. And this is the view that Moses is taking an Egyptian story, an Egyptian mythology, and making key distinctions between Egypt's gods and Yahweh to teach us theology about Yahweh. And in that view, Genesis doesn't really line up literally with much of anything. We're not expecting it to. Moses is adopting a story from his culture and making key distinctive points about Yahweh, the God of the Bible. The third view we talked about was the historical creation view. This is the view that God made everything in the universe in Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning, God made everything. And that period where God made everything could be short, it could be long. And then after a period of time, God in six literal days set up the covenant land for covenant people. And then the last view we talked about was what we called young earth. Now we're distinguishing the young earth view. All these other views that we just walked through, day age, polemic view, historical creation view, all of those could take the earth as being very, very old or very, very young. They're not that concerned. So the earth, our earth could be millions or billions of years old. We might call those Christian views that have an older understanding of our earth. 
and in this last view is the young earth view, that what we have in Genesis is six literal days that the universe began on day one. And so from the time that God began creation to the time that humans and animals were on the earth was six literal days, like 24 hour periods. And uh, we feel like a lot of Christians growing up in the South, myself included, felt like that's the Christian view and any other view means you're basically compromising and don't have any guts to be a real Christian. And uh, now with that as our backdrop, let's go put dinosaurs in this context. Does that, does that work for yeah, you? Yeah, that's good. So if we take those views, the Christian views, then when we place dinosaurs in those views, what we're going to see is the older earth Christian views that we talked about, day, age, historical, and polemic. They could place dinosaurs in the millions of years ago range, way before humans. They could place dinosaurs more recent to humans, and if science were to change their perspective on what happened with the dinosaurs, they would have no problem adjusting to what the scientific theory is. They're not all that concerned with placing dinosaurs really, really, really close or on the same day as humans. So in that view, if your kid asks you, what about the dinosaurs? Which my kids are asking me that question. What about the dinosaurs? If you were holding to a historical creation view, let's say, then the answer would be God in the beginning made everything. He made the sun. He made the distant stars. He made the galaxies. He made our earth. He put species on this earth. One of those species he created were called dinosaurs. They lived on this earth. And whether it was a meteor, whether they evolved, whatever might have happened, they had a time on the earth and they're gone. And therefore, his glory, we get to look at them. In a historical creationist, we answer the question that way. The other view is the day-age theory. And so day six in Genesis, the day that the animals and humans were made, that day, quote unquote, could actually be millions of years. And at some point in day six, God made dinosaurs, this period of millions of years, and dinosaurs had their reign. And whatever the explanation for when they, why they left the earth or why they didn't continue as a species, God has his reason. And later on in day six, he made humans. If you're talking about the polemic view, then Moses isn't even talking about dinosaurs at all. He's talking about the Egyptian story and comparing it with Yahweh. And if the current scientific theory that they existed millions of years ago is right, great, whatever. The answer is going to be Moses isn't even interested in talking about that. So the dinosaurs could have existed a long time ago near. If you're approaching this from the young earth view, then the answer is going to be, what happened to the dinosaurs? They were created on day six and humans were created on day six. There was a period on this earth when dinosaurs and humans were roaming the earth together. And the watershed moment for the young earth theory holder would be the flood. You want to help make sense of that? Basically, there are a couple observations that people who hold a young earth view will make when they're trying to put dinosaurs in the story. The first is from an anthropological point of view, they'll note that every human culture spread out across the world has a dragon myth. That's a part of all these stories that humans seem to have some fear of a giant terrifying lizard. Right. That's a, a pretty interesting feature that all humans have that idea, which they would see as evidence that humans have seen a giant terrifying lizard at some point in their history. So that would be one argument they would put out there that there seems to be some anthropological evidence that humans have seen dinosaurs. The second argument they would make is that in response to the geological record, the fossil record, the flood would be a universal worldwide flood and explain the fossil record that 
might look to us like millions of years, something that catastrophic would have reshaped the earth in such a way that we now would have the fossil record we have today. So if there was a global flood, we expect to see lots of dead animals layered in sediment layers in the earth. Exactly. And if the assumption is this must have taken millions of years, then that can't be true. But if this is, the assumption is this was a lot of water in a short amount of time, then we would expect to see lots of dead things in sediment layers. And that's how yep. the theory goes. That's how they would explain it. My kids ask about dinosaurs. There's movies made about dinosaurs. There's cartoons made about dinosaurs. And we seem to all love dinosaurs. And as we as we think about them, we want to give all of us an ability maybe to think biblically, mm -hmm. but also to see these things that God made for his glory, these mm -hmm. creatures for his glory, and be able to think rightly about them. We hope this is helpful in kind of directing Christians to understand exactly what we think the Bible says and doesn't say. So Leviathan, this terrifying lizard in the water, the great sea monster of the deep, the behemoth, all of these really large, terrifying creatures. A lot of people see dinosaurs there. Uh, what would right. you say to that? My kind of simple short answer is I think we can make too much of that. And so to talk about large creatures in the ocean, well, we have large creatures in the ocean today that mm -hmm. are not dinosaurs. Yep. Now, scientists may think they're evolved from dinosaurs, but we have large creatures today that are in the ocean and that yep. are on the land that a Hebrew writer, an ancient person might write as a monster. Yep. And so if I saw a crocodile in person or a great white shark in person in a body of water, I would think that is a monster. Sure. And I would probably call it a monster. And so uh, sometimes I think we can make too much of that. I don't think the biblical writers are making a, a theory of dinosaurs and their place in the world when they're writing that kind of language in, say, Job. Which is uh, poetry in context. Poetry, so you're getting figurative right. language. So Job is trying to explain that God is more powerful and is in control of the most powerful things on the earth. Yep. And so to, to make that a theory of dinosaurs, I think would be stretching the point the author's making a little beyond its bounds. And so that I don't worry too much about that. Cool. Thank you for listening to this episode of Out of Curiosity. If you found it helpful, please consider leaving us a review and sharing it with a friend. To suggest a topic, reach out to us on Instagram at OO Curiosity. We'll see you next time.